Praise the Lord. You are listening to a word from the Lord, a radio and internet ministry of the Refuge Temple Church of Burlington, North Carolina. Refuge Temple Church is located in the heart of Burlington, NC at 152 North Main Street. Our pastor is Bishop Reginald J. Davis. Refuge Temple Church is a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, multicultural ministry ordained by Jesus Christ to serve him, his kingdom, and the community from Main Street to the world. We welcome you to join us now for anointed music and the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Those of you with your Bibles, remain standing with me for the reading of the word that's recorded in the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter number 2, and we're going to only read one verse. 1 Peter chapter 2, and we're going to read verse number 25. Once again, if you need prayer, you can call Refuge Temple right now at 336-570-3664. Somebody is waiting to receive your call to pray with you, to help you, and to be a blessing to you. 1 Peter chapter number 2. And verse number 25. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Lift your hands, everybody. Say, Lord, I'm coming home. Oh, God, you can be seated. Lord, I'm coming home. Lord, I'm coming home. Relationships, whether they're marriages or parent to child or siblings or friends or whatever connotation, are almost always complex. I know it seems simple, but if you would be honest, almost all of our relationships have a level of complexity. Somehow we met, whether it was at dinner or at school or in church, we met. And for whatever reason, we connected, we clicked. We seemed to like the same things. We seemed to enjoy the same fellowships. We seemed to, had, we had the same favorite sports teams. We were both Tar Heel fans or Cowboys fans or Steelers fans or whatever your choice. And we connected. We built a friendship. We started calling each other. We started writing each other. We texting each other, laughing at each other's memes on social media and whatnot. We connected. And somewhere along the way, in the connection, there was conflict. Anybody had a conflict in a relationship? Okay, I got one honest person, thank God. Anybody had a conflict in a relationship? Hallelujah. The conflict doesn't mean that you didn't love them, doesn't mean you didn't like them, doesn't mean, but for whatever reason, we butted heads. And sometimes the conflicts became so severe that we determined that we would be better off, praise our God, going our separate ways. Hallelujah. You go north, I'll go south. You go east, I go west. We somehow thought moving away from each other would answer. And somewhere, when you are in a genuine friendship, a genuine relationship, a genuine connection, you can physically separate, but your heart is still there. Anybody ever missed a friend? Come on, somebody. 
Anybody ever missed a child? Anybody ever missed being connected to your parent? And something drew you back to them. Hallelujah. If you made the mistake, you apologized. If they made the mistake, they apologized. But I could not rest until I reconciled. I, I, I've had disagreements that have kept me up all night because I just didn't feel right because somebody I cared about and myself were at odds. And, and, and there's nothing quite as rewarding as that reconnection. All right, I'm going to be secular for a minute. Y'all forgive me. Peaches and Herb said, reunited, and it feels so good. Come on, somebody. All right, some of y'all don't know nothing about that. Come on, somebody. All this. But there's something special about reuniting with somebody, reconnecting with somebody, reestablishing the relationship or the connection. If these realities are true as it relates to people, you know that it's true as it relates to God. And if we would be honest, most of us would have to state that our spiritual relationship has existed in cycles. Somebody be honest with me. There, there were seasons when we were so close to God, we felt like we were on the outskirts of heaven. Come on, somebody. Glory was so powerful. The anointing was so rich. The fellowship was so sweet. We just really thought, oh, my God, if heaven is better than this, oh, God, I don't know if I can take it because we were so close to God. And then there have been cycles, let's be honest, where we barely knew the Lord's name. Come on here, somebody. In trouble, but not knowing to call Jesus. Hallelujah. Scared and not knowing how to reach Jesus. Upset and not being able to truly, hallelujah, talk to him. And, 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 and your cycles, if we would be honest, your cycles have sometimes taken you outside of the will of God. Because the will of God for all of us is spiritual intimacy. God, I shared this, I think, on a call that God does not want visitation rights to your life. God wants complete custody. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. He doesn't want to just come and visit you on Sunday and then leave you alone the rest of the week. He wants to wake up with you. Oh, Shata. He wants to lay down with you. He wants you to be your, the first thought in the morning and the last thought before you close your eyes because he wants that level of fellowship. I, I, if I can be honest, he wants to be involved in every detail of your life. You know, some folk have this mentality that they tell God the spiritual stuff. Come on, somebody. They tell God the spiritual stuff, but they don't share with God the natural stuff, and they really think in their mind, I can make natural decisions on my own. But the word says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. That's not just the spiritual stuff, that's the everyday stuff. Who do I date? Y'all ain't hearing me. Who do I marry? Who do I spend my life with? Where do I work? How do I live? All of that belongs to God. And in truth, Reason why we're messing some stuff up is because we don't involve God in everything. There is this ripple effect that exists that because one area, my spiritual walk, is not what it should be, everything else is compromised. Everything else is a struggle. When in the word is exactly right when it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What would happen in your life if for 30 days 
You pursued God with the same tenacity that you work out. Come on, somebody. You would lose weight naturally, and you would lose some weight spiritually. Stuff that you've been holding on to would start dropping off of you. Because, I, and, and I'm going to be transparent, the Lord didn't push me to prayer every morning for the saints. He pushed me to prayer every morning for me. Come on, somebody. Oh, God, maybe most preachers won't tell you that, but some of us don't pray like we ought to. Oh, God, I wish I had an honest witness in this house. Some of us don't pray like we ought to. And so the Lord pushed me to prayer because there were some things that he's trying to do in my life that he said, Davis, I can't do them for you until you spend more time with me in prayer. I said, but Lord, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. He said, give me that 630 and watch me start working miracles and see some stuff I've been waiting on has suddenly start to come into focus just because I was obedient to the voice of God. Can I help somebody? I told my daughter the other day, I said, whenever God is getting ready to bless you, he gives you a dispensation. That's an assignment of obedience. That's something he says to you, that if you want to achieve this next goal, you got to do this. Because if you trust me enough to do this, I'll trust you enough to put what you've asked for in my hands. And I'm talking to somebody. God is trying to get you to do something. And in this season, you better be obedient to the voice of God it might sound silly it might sound trite but if God says do it get up and do it and watch miracles flow in your life oh God just holler across the aisle and say go ahead and do it go ahead and do it go ahead and do it but we struggle with this Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 6 says all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord have laid on him the iniquity of us all. Saints, I, I, I wondered about this because it's interesting that of all the animals that the Lord could have used to describe us, he uses sheep. Why didn't he call the saints tigers? Why didn't he call us cheetahs? Why didn't he call us gazelles? Come on, somebody. Why didn't he call us spiders? He calls us sheep. Come on, somebody. Sheep, Brandon. And I, and I said, well, Lord, why sheep? And there's some characteristics about sheep that I think apply to the saints. And you don't have to say amen. You can disagree. That's your privilege. But I'm going to share. The first one is that sheep have limited vision but exceptional hearing. Sheep have limited vision. If you want somebody to see something, don't ask a lamb. Come on, somebody. Because they don't respond well to what they see. But they do respond to what they hear. Come on, somebody. That's the life of a believer. You can't live your life on what you see. 
because the enemy will always manipulate what you see. You have to live your life on what God has said. And sheep have exceptional hearing. I, my wife and I were in Israel a few, 10 years ago, and, and, and we watched this shepherd with the sheep. And he didn't call them, oh God, he didn't use intelligible language in either Hebrew or English. But he would make these cluck sounds with his mouth. And he'd cluck one way, and the sheep would go right. He'd cluck another way, they'd go left. And when he was ready to go, he gave two big clucks and they all walked away because their hearing is so exceptional that when the shepherd just grunts, sheep just know. And when we are the people of God, if God just grunts, we just know it's time to move. If God opens his mouth, we know it's time to respond. Sheep have a herd mentality. That's what makes sheep dangerous. If one lamb starts running, they all start running. And because they have a herd mentality. Sounds like saints, right? One person starts praising them, we all start praising them. And that's a good thing. But if one person starts gossiping, we all start. I'm preaching hard today. One person becomes rebellious. We all start becoming rebellious because sheep have a herd mentality. Sheep do not have the capacity, listen to me, to find food and water for themselves. They rely on the talent and the skill of the shepherd to provide food and provide water. Because whenever they venture out on their own, they get lost they get poisoned, come on somebody, and they starve. Now, this is not me talking about Pastor Davis, but every lamb needs the shepherd. Come on somebody. And no lamb outgrows the need for the shepherd. I don't care how long you've been saved, you still need somebody to lead you to water. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You still need somebody to lead you to food because every lamb from the babe in arms to the ram needs somebody to feed them. Sheep are easily distracted and they're easy to wander off. Come on, somebody. I was watching, <clears throat> I like old cartoons and I like the old Bugs Bunny cartoons that would feature the sheepdog and the coyote. Y'all remember those? You know, th thank you, Ricky. I know somebody remembers that. And it was almost like a job. See, I'm going to get you after this. It was almost like a job that, you know, the lambs would be out there and the coyote would sneak around and it, the sheepdog had hair all the way in his face. But he could tell any time that coyote came towards the lambs. And he'd punch them, he'd beat them, he'd smack them. It was his job to protect them because sheep were easy to wander off. Here's a fact I did not know, but it makes perfect sense to me. They, sheep don't tend to fight the enemies, but they fight each other. You've never seen a lamb fight a wolf, but a lamb will fight another lamb. Sound like church folk. Come on, somebody. We don't know how to fight the devil, but we sure know how to fight each other. Devil can come in our midst and just wreak havoc, and we just let him do whatever he wants to do. But if somebody sits in your favorite chair, Lord, help me preach this. 
Somebody sings your favorite song. Somebody dances on your side of the church. Y'all ain't saying nothing. There's going to be somebody in trouble. That, that's, but that's the nature, and that explains to some degree why God describes us not once, but over and over in the scripture, he, defi- he, 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 he identifies his people as being sheep. Now, the question is, what makes sheep go astray? First of all, we pursue what we think we want, leaving behind what we need. A lamb will, be, will have plenty of water, will have plenty of grazing, plenty of grass, but he'll see a shiny object. He doesn't have good vision. Come on, follow me now. And he'll see a shiny object, and he'll chase the shiny object and leave behind his protection, leave behind his water, leave behind his food. It, it, and, and in our vernacular, that's lust. Come on, somebody. How many of us leave behind the things of God to pursue what we think we want, and it's really just something to tickle our flesh? It doesn't have any spiritual efficacy. It's not going to make our lives better. It's just for the moment but we will leave the things of God and pursue flesh just to appease our lust. We are easily, easily distracted. How many people are on fire on Sunday and dead by Wednesday? Come on, somebody. On Sunday, we want to lay hands on everybody. We want to cast demons out of everybody. We want to help everybody get their victory. And somebody call you on Wednesday. How you doing? Oh. How you have all that victory on Sunday? And you dead by Wednesday. That's why I need y'all to get more than an emotional boost. I need you to have a real connection with Jesus Christ that when I walk out of Main Street, I'm still walking with Jesus. Because we're not focused on the shepherd, we will miss his instructions. Because our attention has been diverted from the shepherd, we will miss what the shepherd is trying to share with us. And, and, and so we're distracted. We've gotten off course. And, 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 and can I be very honest? Hallelujah. I've seen almost every type of believer drift. I've seen the on fire believer drift. I've seen the lukewarm believer drift. I've seen this believer drift because it's so easy to miss the voice of the shepherd. Oh God, that's why I came. I'm going to close this message in a moment but before I close, I got to talk to you about the shepherd. And I went looking in the scripture, oh God, for a few texts just about the shepherd. Oh God, y'all know the first one. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He Restore, oh God, my soul. You know why he does that? Because of the drift. And even when I find myself drifting, I find the Lord is there to restore me. I need an honest witness in here. I've had some hangups and I've had some habits and I've had some bad choices, but I thank God for his love because even when I drift, he comes back and restores me. I need an honest witness that I haven't done it right every day, Bishop. Oh God, but when I got weak, the Lord restored 
restore me. When I fell apart, the Lord restored me. When I lost my mind, the Lord restored me. Is there a restored witness in Refuge Temple? Open your mouth and give God the glory. Oh God, he leadeth me. Oh God, in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death. Oh God, because I made some bad choices, I found myself in some bad places. Oh God, I found myself on the edge of destruction. But the Lord loved me so much that he even followed me. Oh God, when I stepped outside of his will. Y'all don't want to say that, but it's the truth. Oh God, David said, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, behold, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. There's somebody, the reason why you're still alive is because Jesus followed you to hell and said, you don't belong here. I came to get you out of here. Before you wrecked your life, shout hallelujah. I'll fear no evil. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Thou prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Huh? Oh God, if you got enemies, you about to have a banquet. Come on, somebody. If you got haters, you about to have a banquet. If you got folk looking at you funny, you about to have a banquet. Because huh? God needs somebody to witness what he does in your life. Can I prophesy to you? God's going to let your enemies see him bless you anyhow. God's going to let your haters see him bless you anyhow. So if I were you, I'd start getting excited because God is a about to do something great in my life. Come on, put your hands together. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Thou anointest my head with oil. I need the anointing on my head. Oh God, sheep had a habit. Oh God, of flies flying up the nose. And when the flies went up the nose, they would lay eggs in the brain. And the enemy, and so to prevent that, they would rub their head and their nose so that the flies couldn't get in their head. Can I help somebody? There's a demon trying to plant a maggot in your head. But the anointing is going to drive it out. There's a demon trying to plant something in your brain. But the Holy Ghost is going to drive it out. He'll keep those in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on him. Somebody give God the praise. It's not just my hands anointed. My brain is anointed. My thoughts are anointed. My spirit is anointed. Shout hallelujah. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What about the shepherd? Go to St. Luke chapter 15, where Jesus said, if a shepherd loses one lamb, he leaves the 99 to go looking for the one that was lost. Oh, God, I wish I had an honest person that would say, I was the one. I wandered off. I was the one. I drifted off. I was the one that fell 
off the cliff but the good shepherd came looking for me when the saints forgot about you the shepherd said no you belong to me when the church turned his back on you the good shepherd said you're mine you're mine I'll search high and low I know we sing that song about Jesus but we didn't search high and low he found us he found us somebody be honest he found us I was drowning in my own blood but he found me I was dying in my sin but he found me oh God and he picked him up put him on his shoulders and started rejoicing. What about the shepherd? I got to close. Oh God, but Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I come by the door. The sheep hear my voice and he calleth them. Oh God, listen to me. It wasn't just the folk that were good in church, but some of us drifted. But when we heard the voice of the Lord, it wasn't like the voice of the preacher. It wasn't like the voice of the prophet. It was the voice of God calling us, saying, I love you. We ignored it the first time, but we heard it the second time. They sung an old song. Hush! I hear somebody calling my name. I hear Jesus calling me. Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The shepherd he said, I'm the good shepherd because I give my life for the sheep. Think about it. The only person that died for you was Jesus. Some folks said they loved you but wouldn't give you anything. But the good shepherd loved you so much he stood between you and your sin. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed put your hands together shout hallelujah oh God the good shepherd laid down his life for the sheep I gotta close this message but listen to this the world is filled with lost scattered sheep when I came to Burlington 25 years ago the Lord told me that this ministry was about the regathering of scattered sheep, sons and daughters that drifted, sons and daughters that died, sons and daughters that have been hurt in the church, sons and daughters that fell away. But there's a God in heaven that loves you, doesn't care what you've done, doesn't care where you've been, doesn't care who you were with. There's a God that loves you. Some wandered away from the church. Some wandered right in the church. Anybody know that some of us that backslid right in the church didn't miss a revival, didn't miss a service, but I lost my joy. I lost my anointing. I lost my power. But the good shepherd is here to give you back 
back everything that you lost. If you would listen, you can hear Jesus calling you. Come on in. It's about to rain. Calling you that the sun is setting low. Calling you soon and very soon. I'm coming for my church and you need to be ready. Oh God, come on stand. Come on stand, I need to quit. And if you have any sense, you will say to Jesus, Lord, I'm coming home. Oh, Shatama Satani. Oh God. You're not supposed to be in the street, brother. You're not supposed to be on the corner, sister. Oh God, the Lord is calling you. And when you hear his voice, the Bible says, harden not your hearts. Lord is calling you. Shatama. Oh God, can I be honest? I've drifted sitting right in church, Brandon. Hallelujah. And when I checked myself, my joy was gone. Power was gone. Didn't feel like praying anymore. Holly, contemplating how I'm going to make my exit. Come on, somebody. Got to plan how I'm going to make it because I don't want to be obvious. But before I could get to the door, I heard Jesus calling my name. Anybody want to be honest about that? I have gone to what I thought was my last service. I ain't coming back no more. But before I could get to the door, Jesus started calling my, started calling my name. Oh, God. Felt like dying right where I was laying. But then the shepherd came. And I didn't have enough strength to walk myself. So the shepherd put me on his shoulders. Oh, gosh, and brought me back to the pasture and laid me in the grass and said, eat until you get enough strength. Put me near the water and said, drink till your power, till your power comes back. Oh, God. Lord, I'm coming home. We sincerely hope that you were blessed by this broadcast today. If you desire prayer or want more information about our church, please call us at 336-570-3664. Again, that's 336-570-3664. You can also go to our website for more information about our ministry at www.refugetemplenc.com. Again, that's www.refugetemplenc.com. Pastor Reginald and Lady Charity Davis and the Refuge Temple family would like to invite you to worship with us whenever you are in the Burlington area. If this ministry has blessed you, please write to us at P.O. Box 3552, Burlington, N.C., 27215. That's P.O. Box 3552, Burlington, N.C., 27215 or email us info at refugetemplenc.com. That's info at refugetemplenc.com. God bless you, and until next time, shalom, shalom.